It's always game day in Cincinnati, Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? You know, I'm doing okay, but I don't know. Cut down day is uh, not my favorite day. No, no, not today. I mean, it's one of those those things, though. It's really weird because teams go from around 74, 75 today to three hours later, 20, 25 guys are gone. They're looking for another team, and it really never feels official. I know 4 p.m. is when everybody's like, oh, here's the roster. This is what it's going to look like. These guys are gone. We're not going to see them again. Then they come back on the practice squad. They go on other rosters. It never feels official for about two to three weeks from this day. Yeah. I mean, and you just look at what the Bengals are probably going to end up doing. It's just a whole lot of roster voodoo. So this guy's on the team, but he's going to IR and that guy that we cut, he's coming back and all this other type of stuff. So it really does feel like maybe, and who knows, maybe they sign some people that get cut. So it doesn't really feel until like at least a week from now when we're more looking towards the Steelers that the roster is set to me. Like now it's, pretty much there but i just think there's plenty of back end shuffling that they might do any surprises for you right now i think the biggest surprise for everybody was uh trivion williams making it which i'm happy for him and this is he's i I believe he's made it the past few years and uh great special teams guy what i think of is everybody's kind of worried about how many wide receivers there are but really after you get through like five wide receivers it's well, those are special teamers that that also double as depth for that position. Like that's not their first position. Uh, their first position is on special teams. So they liked what Travion brought more than they liked what uh, Pryor or Lassiter or uh, Irwin brought on special teams. And I think that's what ended up happening. I think when you have a guy like Darren Simmons, who's been with this team for a really long time, his input, his advice it truly matters in some of these roster spots. I think there's so many positions and we'll get to offensive line later when it comes to depth and who they may or may not bring in. But I think you see it like that. And I think with Chris Evans, you know, we saw him a little bit in preseason that they're going to think of this guy as one of their running backs, but also a wide receiver out there too. what Joe Mixon can do in the air on the ground. And yeah, it's a little scary when you look at some of the other positions that they doubled up on. You could even look at the cornerback room right now, which could change as this week goes on, what that depth's really going to look like. Yeah, I mean, with Chris Evans, it's it's interesting. They don't seem to want to make him the third down running back because of probably pass protection concerns. And with that comes size. I know the PFF grade is good, but it was on eight snaps. So <laughs> it's like the those he wasn't really tested. Um, but he also had, I know, I mean, the one snap that's burned into my memory is against the Lions where he runs, I believe it's just a go ball. 
on the outside and empty. It's you could see more of that. I think some people thought of him as a little bit of a like a slot receiver. They give Boyd some relief, but I'm not sure. It feels like and the Bengals aren't one of those condensed teams, but a lot of guys want bigger slot receivers now because they almost double as some type of blocking, whether that's just an adjuster or it's more like Cooper Cup, who almost plays the role of a tight end at times. So I don't know if if they already don't love him in pass protection as a coaching staff, I'm not sure if they're going to love him in the run blocking area either. So I'm not sure if he plays some real slot, maybe third down type stuff when you know it's a pass. I also just think you go empty. I mean, he is a weapon on the outside. He's got a great ability to track the ball, bring it in, can actually work deep down the field. I think Mixon can too, but why not give him a break if you're going to run one of those? And Evans has a little bit more speed to him. So I think he's an interesting weapon. Um, I would love if they could just trust him in pass protection and he gives them a reason to trust him in pass protection and he just takes over that role because that would be, I think that would be where he could make the biggest impact. You hear some of the names today and I think it's always crazy. Like I've said before on the podcast on social media that every big name player that you hear get released. Oh, Cincinnati needs to give this guy a try. He should be on the team. I mean, you really only have 53 spots right now. You have to think about that. Are there any names right now that you see out there and you say the Cincinnati Bengals should take a look? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not – the big one and former first-round pick Alex Leatherwood gets cut. And uh, it feels like everybody really just want to take a victory lap about how they were so smart and they knew this. Whatever. I don't care about any of that. Um, every smart mind – I, I, I hear from Duke, Manny, Weather, Brandon Thorne, all Mitchell Schwartz, former players. They're all saying that it's not like a talent thing with this guy. It's a technique and how the Raiders have kind of screwed him by moving him around. I haven't personally studied him. I don't know any of this, but when I hear that, I think, I don't think, I don't think I'd put in a waiver claim because if he's falling to 31 on a waiver claim, he probably falls past 32. I don't know. <laughs> and why not try to get him at a cheaper deal? Um, but I would, if he clears waivers, I'd think about it. I mean, I'd prefer him to some of the guys that, well, really just Jackson Carmen <laughs> is what I think of. So I would prefer to get an Alex Leatherwood over a Jackson Carmen. And if you can make that move, you, I would. But also it costs them money to cut Carmen. Like it's not like you save any money and you take a little bit of a dead cap. The dead cap's bigger than the savings. So I don't know. I don't know how do you feel about um, – that particular one i think there's been a few other interesting cuts wyatt davis was a third round pick that got cut but he had a whole bunch of injuries so that could just be not great looking <laughs> injury wise i don't know i haven't kept up too too much on all the cuts uh, the only other one i could think of is tyler johnson got cut from the buccaneers and he has uh what like 700 yards in his career over two seasons including like 400 yards in a year if you're looking for a guy that can bring you some juice as a pass catching wide receiver he might be that so i don't know do any names stick out to you or do you have any opinion on the alex leatherwood situation yeah i think when you look at this team as a whole and and some are asking what do you think they're going to move what moves do you think they're going to make what's going to change this year when it comes to the roster depth all of that stuff and i don't really feel like your roster is content or it it's never over because you deal with injuries or throughout the season but personally i think it's going to be offensive line depth the thing is i don't think it's going to be any crazy big names out there but i do see them bringing in more guys and it's more of a depth situation you might see guys on the roster today with that offensive line who are back 
backups who won't be there in 10 days for the opener. So none of it's really surprising. I think a lot will happen over just the next week alone. But you mentioned Jackson Carmen. And I think people need to realize that because you hear, oh, Cincinnati should just cut him, count your L. Sometimes draft picks don't work out, and they've done a pretty good job over the last two years when it comes to draft picks. Offensive linemen, on the other hand, when they're drafting, not going so well for this team. When you hear that, get rid of them, trade them. I mean, I think you have to have another team willing to trade for this guy. And I don't think there are a lot of suitors out there for Cincinnati. No, and I mean, that even goes back to what what the the story that came out the offseason. You don't they don't want to bring on the baggage, first of all, from that. And then they don't want they I mean, he hasn't shown enough that the team's really clamoring to trade for the guy. He's got a second round uh, cap hit. He you can't cut him really. I mean, you, you can, but you lose money cutting. And that's why the Leatherwood thing was so surprising. They're losing money over the next two years to cut that guy. And by all accounts, he's supposed to be like a stand-up guy. Like that's the type that's usually, I don't know if there's anything else going on in that situation, but that's usually the type that's like, well, he's just an inactive on game day for like the entire year. <laughs> then next year he gets cut or something like that. That's what was really surprising about it. Cause that's why I don't think Carmen gets cut is because it costs the team money to do. It doesn't make sense. Might as well just keep them, make them a, a healthy scratch on game days. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think there are teams that want to trade for him. Similar. I mean, it is really similar to the Alex Leatherwood situation. Apparently they called all 31 teams. They all said no on a trade. I mean, made sense. Comes with like a $7 million cap hit this year. And you have to pay him next year. All these other issues. That's why I think he might go unclaimed on waivers. You have to you owe him six million guaranteed over the next three years. So they don't want to make that investment. Now, when they clear waivers and you can just sign them for a million for one year, that's I think that's where I think where these guys make their money. But yeah, when I look at Carmen, I don't think there's anybody who wants to bring that on, especially in a trade. And uh, cutting him doesn't make sense because of the money. So like, while I would maybe think about doing it from a roster building perspective, because everything that's happened and he has shown that honestly, he kind of looks worse than last season. <laughs> so uh, all the best shape of my life talk didn't seem to pan out. Um, I don't know. I, I roster building, I'd cut him and I'd look to improve. But when you look at it, from uh, from uh, the actual team's perspective, they're losing money to do that. So they need a real reason to cut him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's an L with, with Carmen. I mean, it would be crazy if he bounced back this season. If he's even given those opportunities right now, you could even look at this offensive line and say, this guy might not be the left guard backup on this team all season, which is not great for your second round pick last year. But I think one of the things that was really telling not to go too far back into it, but just a couple weeks ago, you see it on social media, LC's working with Wilson after practice and Carmen was really nowhere to be found. And I don't know how invested he is into the season. And that's a huge thing when you have Frank Pollock and the offensive line assistance that they have there. This guy's not invested in getting better and just kind of taking the L of being the backup. Maybe he doesn't want to be. That's totally fine. That's competition in NFL players. But personally, I think that just seeing him really not engaged in all of that. And of course, we're not there 24-7. We don't see what happens behind the scenes in the locker room, those conversations that are happening. But for Collins to have that experience and be able to share that with one of the rookies, I'd be all in. 
my second year in the NFL, if somebody's out there telling me, hey, this is what you need to do. It looked like they were working on techniques and just different things after practice. And sometimes you want to hear from someone different than your coach. Yeah, I mean, the things in the draft with him were that he's not as interested in football as a lot of the other prospects. He's, you know, not that he doesn't care. It's just probably that he doesn't care as much as he needs to to become a better NFL player. So if his physical talents don't take him somewhere, then you're looking at well, you're kind of looking at what might be the result of that where he hasn't improved. And you could argue over the preseason, he's looked worse than the end of last year. So it it's not great. I, I don't like rooting for any player's downfall, but man, it, it really does feel like, like I watched Cordell Wilson over again, um, just some clips I had of him in college and the way he like kicks out for his pass set. And I look at it in the preseason it's like he's improving. Like he looks like he's less... I mean, the big improvement was that he just keeps a base now. He used to almost click his heels as he went. If you get hit, <laughs> just have somebody try to push you with your heels together versus heels apart. You're just so much stronger with them apart. So he looks like it's not perfect, but he's keeping his heels more apart. He's playing with a wider base, cleats in the ground, a little less herky-jerky, a little smoother. It's still not perfect. I don't even know if I'd say it's good, but it just like that's what I was concerned about him even playing this season. I was like, I mean, he might get killed on that. And then he knows his weak point and he improves on it. I'm, if I look up a Carmen clip from last season versus this season, I don't think I'll see the same type of improvement when it comes to footwork. And I know I won't see the same type of improvement when it comes to his hand placement, because in the only game he started this preseason, that, that looked worse. Like he was, I mean, he was just bear hugging guys out there quarterback wide receiver room and a lot more surprises looking ahead to week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll be right back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs> 